listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. They're wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we've entered back into the studio for episode 376. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, what's going on? Yes, sir, yes, sir. Now, let's go ahead and start out at the top with a happy Jamaican Independence Day for those of you who celebrate with us. Emancipation Day. Yes. Well, yeah, emancipation... I mean, same difference, really. Yeah, well, yeah, because one was the <laughs> emancipation from slavery and the other one was the independence yeah, from British rule. Same difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we, we do celebrate both of them. What is it, the 6th and the 13th, I think? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm not sure, but I know I, I know the 6th. Around sure, then, yes. sure, yeah. I just know that it's usually a week-long party in the beginning of August, you know what I mean? Oh, we, we got nothing to celebrate, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's when like, I uh, want to start out with that. Uh, shout out to, you know, Heron's homie, friend of the show, Casey McGee, longtime listener and supporter. He's, he was in town and he, you know, wanted to organize a little something, but I want to give him a shout out because I appreciate him reaching out. You know what I mean? Big ups, man. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. And uh, so, yeah, what you been getting into this weekend? Uh, this weekend, I was mostly um, diving deep into the expansion of, of uh, Celesta, the, the Palace of Ice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I've been spending a lot of time on that. That's been pretty fun. I also got to see the um, the Shin Kamen Rider movie by uh, Hideaki Anno. Yes, I want to see that so bad. Okay, uh, I'm going to have to get a link or, or, or download it because we're definitely going to have to chop it up about that because I heard yeah. great things about it. It was pretty fun. It was pretty. It surprised the shit out of me like in the beginning because I've never seen a tokusatsu film before. So I was just like, oh, Hideaki Anno did this? Let me check it out. Bro, the, the beginning of it, that shit was like a Quentin Tarantino movie in tok- tokusatsu form, bro. He was... Punching yeah, niggas into blood splatter. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yo, yeah. I was okay. not ready for this. And it's common writer. I was like, like, God damn. Definitely didn't expect that. So yeah. when I heard that, I was definitely pleasant. Because, like, um, the story in this one is um, the main character, his name is Hondo, and he's, like, a super nice guy. But um, And he, the reason why he's like that is because his dad was also a super nice guy. He, his dad was a cop, and he sort of just had this just philosophy of just being super good to people. And, unfortunately, that led to his death, right? So... He was his dad was in a hostage situation where he didn't want to use his gun because he didn't want to hurt the hostage, and he was trying to resolve the whole thing peacefully. Yeah. And in the end, he ended up getting killed. So that led um, Hondo to want to be like, "Yo, I wanna, I wanna get the strength to be able to like protect people." And he's like, "I wanna be, I wanna be as kind as my father, but I want when I have the power, I wanna actually be able to use it." You know, what yeah. I mean? so that that was like his journey the throughout evolution. the movie. I like that, and. So in the beginning of the movie is when um, it pretty much opens like right after a chick from the organization that uh, the <laughs> the organization is called Shocker. That's the organization that oh, makes the um, man. Uh, the localization team just really wasn't cool. That's not it. It's an acronym. It's an acronym, and it's even worse. It's even worse. It's some long, convoluted, stupid shit. But terrible. Yeah. Um, so the Shocker organization, they're the ones that make the um the the augments is what they're called, and the common writer is a, a grasshopper. Yes. And so yes. uh in the opening, you got Mr. Spider uh, um augment, and he's trying to shut he's trying to bring this girl back to the organization, and that's when Common Rider shows up and fucks people up. 
And that's when you I don't want to let that happen though, bro. <laughs> you feel me? Uh, he doesn't know didn't know how to control his powers and so in like the beginning of the movie he was really, really like That's why he goes to work. struggling, like, yo, um he was really struggling with the power because he was like because the suit makes you apparently the um the helmet of the suit it heightens your uh, uh survival instinct and also suppresses your your um like your, your yes, yeah. it suppresses your compression and heightens your uh, um combat instincts for survival, basically because you're gonna be fine for your life. Yeah, I mean that's that seems if you're wearing a combat suit, those are very effective things to do. And you're filming, <laughs> and so he didn't like it at first because he was just murking niggas, and he was like, "Yo, is this me? Is this <laughs> what I do now? <laughs> is this me?" But she's like, "Nah, nigga, that's just how the suit works. You gotta learn to use it." But at the end of the day, you're gonna need to fight. You go fight, you go be a bitch. And there was even a point in the beginning of the movie where she left him to go fight one of the the, the monsters by herself because she was like, nah, you tripping. You know, over here trying to be nice to that's people. That's super shit. interesting because the idea, or just conceptually, the idea that the suit heightens senses, but they can be altered through your perception for better control. That's dope. I like that idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if it, you know, it's going to suppress your compassion, but if you can psychologically tie your compassion to survival, then you'll, you know what I mean? It's like how Goku always powers up when he's protecting someone type shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it, w- it was definitely really fun. I like the different, uh, the, there were some pretty cool fights between some of the other Oggs. The, the bat Og was pretty whack. Mm-hmm. I will say that he was heavily CG and the CG in this movie isn't, it isn't that great. But it, it is, which is weird because I am sure they have access to good CG. It's I think it's stylistically right. Oh, okay. I uh, like it's, it's purposely ninety percent of the Tokusatsu movies look like that. So gotcha. it's probably not a thing that they can't really overcome it. More so that it's a look that is iconic Toku, to the to the Tokugatsu thing. movies. Is tokusatsu. That a, tokusatsu is that a genre or is that the name of the director? It is the description of. It's basically just means special, um, special okay. filming. Gotcha. It basically just describes special effects when it originally, um, when they originally started using that word. But it later it started to evolve to mean basically like the common writers and the super sentais and mm-hmm. um, Ultraman and stuff like that. Because those genres and Godzilla in back in the day too. Because I was gonna say the Shin Godzilla that yeah. Hideaki Ono did. Um, was that also considered that? Yes, genre? that would also okay. be considered tokusatsu because of the special effects and all that stuff. But it's just, it, it's it, funny because I love those kind of movies and I never realized that that's what they were called because I think that the uh, verses and death trance and that line of movies would also fall under that category. I believe um, where they are heavily. I would say they're almost 60 40 or 50 50 CG yeah. live action. Yeah. Is that and it, part and of it's the, like, um, the genre? Am I interpreting that right? I, I would think so, yeah, because it's basically like the, Tokusatsu basically just refers to like live action anime. That's basically what okay, Tokusatsu well, these are definitely refers definitely live action anime. Like, you know? they almost, it's funny because the, anim, uh, the mangas that they are uh, derived from, you could actually get panels from them. Like, they take mm-hmm. shots and purposely position the shots to look like panels from the manga. Yeah. And then, you know, make the motion through that like like the writer kick feel me like every, everybody mm-hmm. gets yeah, taken up by kick. the writer yeah, kicks yeah, yeah. and it's always jump into the air maintain that pose ride that nigga's face to the ground yes it's just on now that it's i think a about it through kick like it's that's like probably kicks, what um yeah that's probably what they were going for with uh uh aquaman in in um yeah Batman. when he's writing the parody yeah yeah 
I can imagine that that, that might have had some inspiration there. And even the new Blue Beetle is taking some heavy inspiration from Tokusatsu. You can see, can see you can see how he's like. I could totally see that. Just the, the 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 last clip of the first trailer where he like transforms with the big ass Buster Sword and it does the flourish. See, I I thought that the Seth Rogen Green Hornet was fun, but I think a I Tokusatsu uh, uh, Green Hornet would would have been better. Yeah, that would be that would have been pretty lit. Um, but yeah, yeah. Because I feel like tonally it would match really well. Mm-hmm. Yes. But overall, I, I did enjoy the movie. You know, it was... Oh, we're going um, to deep dive it uh, when I watch it, for sure. Yeah. It was, it was pretty fun. I did he like the... I don't know, is like one of my dudes. Yeah, he's very know? good. He's very, very good. So, yeah. But yeah, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Go ahead. It's um, it, it was nice to see the conflict between like um the assistant girl Ruriko, I want to say her name is, and um who who initially rescues in the beginning. She ends up being a really important character. Okay. And I also like the um the other writer that shows up later on. He's he's pretty awesome. He's. He's like your classic anime character who's just like too cool for no reason. Yo, you gotta be too cool for school. <laughs> you feel me? Like mad tense shit happened around him. He's like, all right, got let's this, do this, bro. You know what I mean? It's just chill. I, I, I think that around. um, I think modern anime kind of epitomized that in uh, Sasuke. Yeah, yeah, you know but I mean? Sasuke is a little bit like. Sasuke is not. I wouldn't describe Sasuke as that because he's trying too hard. Sasuke he is, is like a try hard. He's, he's a, a Sasuke is an emo try hard. That's because the category I put him. Me, I, something like Kakashi might be like uh, uh, that Yes, character. okay. Ineffable cool. Yes, exactly. The ineffable cool. Just w- cannot break it. Like it's cool. Feel me? I'm always chilling type this. shit. Yeah, like, like that. that's that dude. Like I can crack jokes in no it's matter funny, the scenario. In Naruto, like in the light mangas and, and some of the uh, peripheral uh, supp- supplementary material that they've uh, published uh, on the storyline, it shows why Kakashi is like that. And it's because he had literally probably the most... Dis- top three most fucked up childhoods in you know, <laughs> all of Naruto. Like, it was bad. And so it's like, yeah, he kind of peaked at, like, six. And mm-hmm. they were, and he was like, yeah, yeah, anything that I go through from here on out is pretty much just easy yeah. slides. Yep. <laughs> but totally yeah, understand. Um, that's what's up, dude. I, can't, I look forward to that. Yeah, it, it was fun. It was super fun. All right, that's, and, so uh, that's what you were getting into? Yeah, and I did get to see... Um, only one episode of the new season of Baki, because... <gasps> new season of Baki? Wait, when did that drop? Uh, Maybe, like, three, four days ago. Less than a week ago. Oh, okay. Woo! Because I've been busy the past couple of days, so it's likely that I would have I, I would have missed that. But Baki is one that I keep my, my, my ear to the ground for, because yeah, I fuck the, my man Baki this, heavy, this new bro. This episode is, is ridiculous. They're, they're starting... Wait, right out the gate, they're starting with the ridiculous. Did they release the whole thing, or is it? Yeah, it's all. Oh, okay. I think all ten episodes are out. Or something like oh that. yeah, we talking about that next time for sure, sure. Because yeah, I'm probably going to binge watch that throughout the week. <clears throat> but yeah, that, that shit was ridiculous. They revived some nigga from the prehistoric era like that was do, hunting oh, dinosaurs. Oh, even oh wow, okay. I was like, oh, they revived the one of the because they love doing that. Like Baki beats a nigga to death. But he ain't quite dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like we're saying, Baki, you ne- you never die. You, I don't believe anybody dies. Bro, I don't Baki, need arms. I don't need legs. I don't. I don't even need my brain for the a- most after part. After Homeboy was laying in a hospital bed, swimming to recover his fucking vitality oh, oh, and imagining, strength, I was like, all right, through his imagination. All right, so clearly, bro, reality is not something that y'all niggas are fucking with. Bro, I understand. When they now. said that man trained in his mind feel to me? heighten the strength of his fucking comatose Fuck body. Out of my I was face. like, yes. I was like, all right, th- that's the level we're peak, on now. I got you. Peak anime, bro. I got you. And then fucking... 
<laughs> and then Yujiro smacking my nigga's face off, bro. That's uh, definitely yes, the highlight. Exactly, for me. yo, so That's much the shit, highlight. Bro. When he snatched that nigga's whole face off, yeah, I was like, nah, That's there was, a there was saying. nothing grimier than that, that, bro. that, bro. That is a phrase. That is not meant to be literal. That is. He said, you know what We don't play that. <laughs> and the way how he did it too, like oh, completely one hit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then Swipe pie that nigga afterwards, like how yo, flends a nigga's whole face. But. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm interested to see where this one goes because the new nigga they just in, in introduced who they defrosted from the fucking dinosaur era, he's already wilding, <laughs> already wilding out, bro. I'm but sure yeah. he's, he's crumpled a couple rib cages. Facts, <laughs> facts, bro. This one scientist tried to shoot that nigga. Lol. Bullets do not work do in Baki's world, he, bro. Uh, uh, the bullets were like he picked them out of his skin. And then threw them back at the shooter with greater velocity than he then shot he shoot at him. him. There you have it. <laughs> and that's why you don't play. You don't Yo. give me weapons. You just gave me weapons to kill you with. So I was like, yep, I, I could already see that this season is going to be on that shit. So, but yeah, those were really the only, the only things I watched this weekend. I was mostly playing um, uh, uh, Solasta. Nice. Yeah, I've been, I've been slowly creeping through Baldur's Gate. Um, nice. How was that? It's... It's very good. Um, I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. I can see like the replay value in this game. I think is going to be on a level that a lot of people aren't used to, because they're used to the replay value in a lot of games coming from like exploration in the in the overworld. But in this game, like I I've made so many rolls. You know what I mean? And you're mm-hmm. rolling. So you could fail a roll, and you just have to kind of go past the... And <laughs> so play it out. You got to play it out, unless you're going to save scum every single one, which is not really viable if you actually want to finish the game, because there's so many choices to make. And so there's so much replay value just from the act of playing the game, and then being intrigued and wanting to go back to see, oh shit, I said I failed a perception check. Well, yeah. what didn't I perceive? What I miss. Yeah, because sometimes those perception checks result in you... Interacting with a character that leads to a quest line or interacts with or 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 um stop someone from robbing you. Like I just missed <laughs> one that ended up with me getting robbed. I wasn't paying attention. The person That's ran funny. away. I didn't see what direction they ran in, and it was a timed event. So it was like, well, there Guess goes my that gold money. is gone. <laughs> my hard-earned gold. Yeah, and so I'm sure that if I would have caught them, it would have led to a deeper quest chain type of thing. You know what I mean? I have a choice. Do I cut his head off, cut his hands off, let him leave, type of thing, you know? It's like, ooh, so what's the difference of cutting his head and his hands off? <laughs> like, one kills him, one leaves him alive. Yeah, what one, do you it's, think? It's a pretty big difference. Yeah. like <laughs> So those kind of choices seem substantive. And so the game gives you a lot of those right off the bat. Like, I still don't feel like I'm past the beginning introduction of the game. Nice. Um, But I don't feel like it's slowly paced. I've leveled up. You know what I mean? Like, I've I've expanded my repertoire of what I know how to do in the game. So it's like it's paced. It's well it's well uh uh paced in that that respect. But um yeah, dude. Very much enjoying it. A few graphical glicks, uh uh kind of hiccups, and I don't know if that's because um it's super hot where we are, so my computer could be struggling through that. Um but uh it does seem my computer's pretty strong, so it's I it's probably <laughs> just the um the graphical uh, uh, slowdown or frame rate drops because a lot of people, um, especially professional streamers who would have accommodated for that, have 
experienced the same thing. So yeah, um, I mean, yeah. And it, it is a pretty good looking game, and, like, and that is the thing. Any it's, game that looks that good, that good and exactly. is big. Yeah, you know that that's it's a lot not of choppy and bad looking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so if it was choppy and like mid looking, I'd be like, yikes. But um, so yeah, all of that hits. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, it, it, it's hard to even delve too deeply into stuff because I don't want to spoil it for uh for you because this introduction actually is super entertaining. Like, I don't know if I'm just been kind of on the the, and I've been I'll be interested to get your perspective on this as well, but. I haven't played a lot of TTRPGs or, or CRPGs as of recent outside of, like, Disco Elysium and things like that. Did you mm-hmm. ever touch in on Disco? No, I haven't. Man, that might have to be a thing, man. Your fucking game docket must be ugly. Like, it must be just <laughs> sick. Like, just look at all these fucking amazing games to play. RPGs. Um, yeah, mostly, so, but uh, Disco was one of the more recent ones that I delved into and stuff like that. But uh, a lot of them um, aren't this engaging. Like, it's super engaging. Like... Um, tons of storylines. Like you have the interpersonal storylines of the random people that you're meeting and deciding whether to take with you or not. Plus, the storyline of being um a former uh captive of Illithids and trying to deal. You know what I mean with with uh the byproducts of that. Just so much like substance in the very beginning of the game. Just like, well, okay. I don't know if this <laughs> is normal. Um, but I am appreciating it a ton. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I'm playing it very slowly, and the fact that uh, they've made my slow play not feel monotonous is actually, uh, I think, a huge uh, 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 plus. I mean, honestly, I'm gonna. I feel like this game, even from just what I've played, um, is going to end up being a solid nine out of ten for me. I I haven't experienced anything. Um, in terms of the gameplay or story exposition, like, I mean, the only thing that could really mess this up for me is if maybe they flubbed the storyline in the end. <laughs> Don't but stick the landing. Even if they just, if, even if they've peaked and plateaued at this, I would enjoy the rest of this game yeah. completely and feel, given the amount of content that I'm guaranteed to get out of this game, if I choose to put the time into it, I would have made my, I would have garnered my $60 of value. Yeah, I mean, I still haven't beaten Skyrim. And I've bought it, what, three times and have put over, like, 300 hours into it? Like, at yeah. least 100 hours into it every single time I bought it. Still haven't beaten it yet. You know, Played all the expansions. I've beaten all the expansion stories, yeah. though. <laughs> so, it, it, I, I kind of see this game as sort of, like, a similar one, where it's just, like, it's about the world and all that there is to do. You know what I mean? You know, There's a lot. <clears throat> that's kind of what pisses me off about, and I'm going to totally, like, take shots at, at something that's completely unrelated. And that's like, I'm so pissed off at Blizzard for doing what they did with Diablo because the time investment versus the value proposition for most adults who play that game, they are more than happy to find reasons to give Blizzard money because, I mean, I've put over, what, 6,500 hours into Diablo 3? <laughs> the time to value proposition is like, no, I owe you money. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt that I owe you money. Stop trying to rob me. I will give you the money. Just find like just find valid ways to transfer that, you know, commensurate to the value that you've provided and we'll be good, you know. And I feel like a lot of of players feel that way because of this value to time proposition that most adult gamers take into account because their time is valuable, you know. They have to they have to very carefully plot out 
how they divvy that up. And so something that provides that much ongoing value for uh, maybe a minimal or even just a flat rate is exceedingly valuable. So there's no reason to be to be uh, 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 predatory with your monetization. It really isn't. You know what I mean? The only reason to be predatory with your monetization is to take advantage of children. Because most adults will either abstain from predatory monetization or look for valid ways to give you their money that don't do that. You know what I mean? So there's literally only one reason to do that. But sorry, I know that's a complete shot to the side, but fuck Blizzard, man, because people will pay for games and they will be more than happy to give you money for a a, a reasonable value-to-time proposition. You know what I mean? I don't think that they take that into account whatsoever when they're deciding, but can I infinitely make money? It's like, yes. Pretty much. But I don't know how sustainable that is because the people you're asking for the money don't have infinite money to give you, dog. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe one day the the the, uh, the industry will learn from that. But yeah, dude, the fucking time to value proposition that Larian Games has presented with Baldur's Gate 3 is astounding. I think that their initial sales have shown that. I think the quality of the game that they presented have has uh, absolutely been ratified by the experience that people have overwhelmingly received. And that's dope. I appreciate that. So that's just my initial review. Um, we'll probably be talking about um, TTRPGs and SRPGs on Sundays for the next couple of months. You know what I mean? Just because I'm, I'll be giving updates for my run through. To, and I definitely plan on picking up a couple of other things as well. Um, Wrath Solastis of the Righteous sounds is really good. Wrath of the Righteous. Um, hopefully you'll, you'll jump into some other stuff. And yeah, because... I really like that content. It's fun and engaging, and I think that uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it too. But yeah, <clears throat> what else been going on? Um, friend of the show, uh, Doc, you know what I mean? My homeboy, Jeffrey, uh, he recommended that I check out a show called Silo. Um, I looked it up. has great reviews on Apple, um, which I believe is the, the primary platform to check it out on. And uh, so I was like, yeah, sure. Let me get into this, see what's going on. And so, yeah, dude, I'm, I am seven episodes in. I believe it's 10 episodes altogether, if I remember correctly. And um, interesting. My, uh, here, I'll just give my preliminary because I definitely, I definitely want to give it a deeper dive. But this show has caused me to have to do some of the most secondary research that I've had to do for any topic that I've uh, entertainment topic that is that I've been interested in talking about because the first couple episodes I thought were very good engaging I love Rashida Jones one of my favorite actresses hell yeah um commons in it just star-studded cast um and so it was interesting I thought it was cool post-apocalyptic it's called silo obviously everyone lives in a silo um, is a contained environment. There's a very controlling government and a secret. You know what I mean? I, I, it doesn't take a whole lot to guess where this is going. Um, <laughs> and so I, I've come... It, it's, it's made me think so many thoughts. One of the things that I've come to realize uh, uh, initially is that the post-apocalyptic setting is, I think, just hugely salient in this moment 
because we're living in a time when we can all kind of validly validly see multiple reasons why society might collapse and it's kind of hopeful to watch like okay well what could possibly be after you know what i mean whether it's climate change nuclear disaster you know any number of things can happen in which society doesn't exist in the way that it has and so these post-apocalyptic settings you know kind of are, are are they're very salient they they tickle our hyper vigilance you know what i mean so we like kind of watching them but um it is a underlying storyline that i see that is a vessel for a lot of other things and so like when i after about five episodes i noticed something that was going on in the casting and direction and uh it really bothered me and so i was like man what's going on here and so i i before I made any rash assumptions, I was like, let me just do my due diligence and, and, and look into, you know, the author of the original work. And uh, the original work is based off of this short story that's part of a greater series called Wool. And uh, based on what I've read and the experts in the discussion, it doesn't seem like whatever agenda was pushed during the casting and direction was part of the original vision of the author, to say the least. Um, the, the, the story is just, you're kind of, and I don't want to call it run of the mill because it does have some interesting nuances, but it is just post-apocalyptic, small society, uh, government, whatever, whatever government structure exists, uh, uh, exists to keep the secret of the past type of thing. You know what I mean? And, and that you could pick up from the first, from the onset, where they, you know, anything that they find is called a relic that that they haven't, uh, you know, kind of made for their society themselves. Anything that they found that was created before the current rendition is is uh, is uh, considered a relic. You know, making things and using technology is, is forbidden. So, you know, it's like, obviously, like, oh, okay, you're hiding some shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, th- that all exists. Um, that's part of the setup. And so, you know, it's expositing. Now, move to the show. And, you know, it, it, it embodies that same general interesting premise of, you know, having a, uh, a, a, a post-apocalyptic setting with interesting characters and so forth um, interspersed. But something I kind of noticed was happening is, is that, first of all, it, it, it seems like a push for right-wing libertarian values in society. This kind of idea that, you know, there is an oppressed majority that is being subverted by, you know, an alien other in their midst that they have to deal with while, while also dealing with overreaching governance and all of these things. Like, those are very prevalent. And then when it comes to the casting, like, I'm sorry, but I'm I'm going to have to give the casting a one. <laughs> and typically, I honestly, I want to give it a zero. Because, you know, like, in my overall rating system, you get zero, one, or two points for any given metric that, that you're being critiqued on. And... It has a star-studded cast. As I said, it has Rashida Jones in it, Common, and a bunch of other very popular faces that I just can't grab the names of right now off the top of my head. But, like, this cast is there. But I swear to God, 
who the fuck chose to put these people in their individual roles? Because they were chosen terribly. Terribly. It's it, it's it's pretty it's pretty on the nose. And then the direction of the characters. It's like every single minority character is irredeemably a shitbag and every single white character is misunderstood or unduly oppressed. It is a fucking weird scenario in a world where we have very decently portrayed like minority villains you know what i mean very decently portrayed you know uh 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 you know diverse cast and then you have one that is so starkly down the middle like like literally you can look at any character that is ethnically ambiguous and they will do some fucked up shit in that scene <laughs> every time so 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 you have Rashida Jones who's mixed race and her husband who's black. They are actually responsible for awakening people to the idea that they are being lied to by the by the government. And yet they are demonized and considered by bad people by even the hero of the show the entire rest of the series. Which is crazy to me. Like they objectively were portrayed as insane and i thought that that was supposed to be a misdirection but it was genuinely how the other characters who knew them not to be insane were interfacing <laughs> with them I'm like why would you do that the one white person outside of the big head bad guy so there is a entire organization judicial organization of bad guys all of them are asian and black except for two people one of them, the head guy, is white. And then the other guy was a patriot who thought he was doing the right thing. So he doesn't even... They they were tried to redeem him as a bad guy, as somebody who thought that they were doing the right thing and would have done the right thing if they weren't misled by the, 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 the judicial council that's run by Common. And it's just like, wait a second. So then I was like, all right. I feel like I'm being extra sensitive here. Let me just go back and and I'm going to rewatch it and I'm going to sit with a pen and paper. I'm literally going to just tally the minority characters versus the white characters and who's redeemable and who's not redeemable. And it is on the nose that every character falls into that metric except for the one white character who's the mayor, who's the head of the bad guy organization. And I have a terrible feeling in my heart that he will be redeemed by the end of the show <laughs> like he will be shown to be it's a patsy or a puppet bro. or misunderstood and everything is fine even the shitty father who who discarded his his daughter because she said he did she didn't like him in a fit of rage because her mother just committed suicide even he gets redeemed and i'm like how the fuck do you redeem the guy who threw his child away like what is going on here like this is so weird the one, the one uh, 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 black guy on judicial who seems like he's about to be ready to be redeemable, you find out he, he has some kind of incurable, communicable disease that he's hiding from everyone. And it's like, holy <laughs> shit, dude. There's no amount of good that could redeem you from fucking putting everyone at risk with your fucking sickness, bro. Like, why is every... And it's like, I swear to God, and I don't think that the, the, the actors, because you can't tell from reading it, the script, because you can't see who's playing what. And you can't tell from the individual scenes. But when you watch the body of work and how it's put together, 
you see that there's a fucking agenda going on here, bro. It's crazy. And it's like, man, I'm not even mad that the bad guys are black or or Asian. You know, I liked Asian bad guys in Shang-Chi. I liked uh black uh bad guys in Black Panther and 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 Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I'm not mad at that. We can portray black people as evil. But you can't portray all the minorities as evil and all the white people as misunderstood. That's crazy. That's not even <laughs> like that's not even like it's just role reversal. You know, it's like, oh no, look, we have a diverse cast. We just role reversed what we were doing wrong before. And instead of making them all, you know, the 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 side characters and the the sidekicks to the good guys, they're all the 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 sidekicks to the bad guys. And it's like, I don't think that that's the answer to what people were complaining about. But I guess there you are. You know. <laughs> and it wouldn't be so bad if the show didn't pander to a i think a, tro- a genre that people are super like attached to right now and deliver it with so many great performances cuz that's the thing is that these good actors will give a good performance through bad direction and casting none of that matters to a good actor by the way a good actor will just play their role well that's what acting is <laughs> you know what i mean like and so, unfortunately, this show, I think, is benefiting from that. And it's being subversive and, I think, trying to to deliver a, 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 a subconscious idea of... I mean, Jesus Christ. Okay, there's this one Southeast Asian chick who was coming off as a hard-ass because she was um, um, under the, the former sheriff who, you know, they through the course of the show, something happens to him. So he comes at, so she comes at the new sheriff and is like, you know what? I don't like you. You don't like me. But if you do your job, then everything, you know, everything goes through me. I'll help you. You know what I mean? You help me. I help you type of thing. She, so the sheriff goes and does her part and, 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 and comes back and was like, listen, you know, I need your help with this. And what what happens? She's like, well, I didn't actually think you were going to fix that, so I actually applied for a transfer. I'm out, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> wow, the disloyalty, shit, I'm out. the the disloyalty it takes for her to 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 put her on that quest and then just peace out when it was her time to come through. It's like these are not redeemable characters. These are utter shit bags, and every single one, dude. Everyone in the in the in the control room for the surveillance ultra surveillance room. All Asian people. I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck? That's so weird. It's just weird. Because even if you e- even if you were just casting normally, that wouldn't happen. You wouldn't get five Asian people on the same fucking role like that, dude. Like, that's a purposeful casting thing. You know? Like, that's just super weird, dude. It's that, it's that kind of, like, jaunting. Because it's not the presence of Asian people. It's the fact that they all occupy a certain role unanimously you know and it's just like what is going on here and i know that that's not the part i don't know that that's probably not the part people are enjoying and it's not the goal of the original piece of uh art and so i don't want to i don't want to stigmatize it with that alone but the casting director should i i fucking will never like patronize that person and, and pay to watch something that they've done again that shit was the epitome of what I think. She, you know what Carolina called, shouted it out the best. She's like, "Oh, this is 
This is daytime Fox drama. <laughs> That's funny. It's casted and directed like a daytime Fox drama. And it's fucking nasty. Because the thing is, is like there's a whole lot of other entertaining shit that you are enduring while you do that. And it's like, I don't know how good that is. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how... I, I don't know if, I, if I'm going to end up enjoying a show that does that. That is clearly manipulating things that are popular to as a vessel for for ideas that are generally antisocial and not something that I would support. You know, and when, what scares me the most is that this show is doing amazingly. Americans love this show. It reminds me of the show The Americans. It's the modern day version of that. You know, taking all of the right wing conservative fears and shoving them into a show so that people can indulge in them in that way. Cause you do you remember The Americans? I do not. It was a show about Soviet spies who were posing to be Americans and infiltrating American society to destabilize. Oh, yeah. Right happen. around the time that Trump was, was was going to be president and they were creating that that whole scare. You see what I'm saying? Like, this show is literally perpetrating right-wing conservative fears into the population in, under the guise of post-apocalyptic fantasy genre. You know? And, and, and so... There is value to this show, but I actually probably wouldn't recommend anyone watch it. I mean, not unless they manage to to wrap it up amazingly. Um, if I had to recommend anything, you know what I would recommend? Wayward Pines. Same fucking show. Same fucking show, dog. Not even like. Are you familiar with with either? Nope. You know, if if you were ever interested in 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 checking out what this particular genre is. These two shows are literally like both ends of the spectrum of this genre. You know, one that is kind of that is interestingly done and one that is done completely by the numbers. You know what I mean? Like Wayward Pines and Silo definitely I think are bookending uh the the lifespan of that genre because I don't think I would be interested in watching another one of these. I'm just kind of over the post-apocalyptic stuff. I'm more interested in the more contemporary apocalyptic ones ones that are going on like right now type of thing but like all of that like all oh, you know the societies devolved into this thing that that we're experiencing like i like uh i liked um the setting of of last of us during the fall that i think is a little bit more interesting than watching these prefab uh uh, uh fallout shelter style environments you know what i mean like you, I think Bethesda did that storyline better than anyone ever could. So I'm, I'm going to stick with those ones because the ones that are coming out now are just too derivative and not particularly artistically driven, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, Silo, I don't know. Maybe it'll surprise me in the end. <laughs> maybe it'll surprise me in the end. But that casting uh, 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 and direction, bro. I'm probably, like, in the end, especially if they don't stick to landing, I'm definitely giving that shit a zero because I don't know how you cast Common and waste that performance. <laughs> I don't know how you cast Rashida Jones and waste that performance, but I'm particularly offended by those two. <laughs> like, I not that, not them and their performances. I'm particularly offended by someone misusing their performances to, 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 to push these kind of shitty ideals. It's crazy, dog. Like, this one guy, he's, like, ethnically ambiguous, could almost pass as white, but you could tell by his nose that he's probably, like, <laughs> Middle Eastern, maybe, or maybe Jewish. Oh, my gosh. Starts out nice, 
absolute piece of shit. And I'm just like, how, Sway? How? Can we get one ethnically ambiguous person to, like, not be a complete piece of shit? Because we got one white person who ended up looking like they're about to turn out to be the big bad guy unless they, they flip that around. But, like, it's, like, two on the nose. Two on the nose. Because the thing is, like, it is a diverse cast. You got Southeast Asian women. You got, you know, a few Middle Eastern-looking characters. You have black people. You have, you know what I mean? Like, it's a diverse cast. And so to not be able to, to emotionally connect to any of them is kind of crazy to me. Like, that's wild. Because how does that happen? You know what I mean? Randomly. Where the character disbursement ends up to where, you know what I mean? All of the characters come down a very staunch uh, 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 ethnic line like that. You know, I kind of find it hard to believe that that's not intentional. You know, I don't know. Is that is that me being extra sensitive to it? Because that's what I mean. Like, Of course I it's intentional. It's literally the job of the director and the casting director is to find people to put the roles in the roles that they want them. So I don't yeah. think that's an accident. Well, well, I, I was... I was thinking maybe more on the lines of maybe it's nope and yeah nope. I was gonna say like like uh, unconscious bias like as they didn't you even describe it like that, that it's one of those things where like you can't really miss it feel me there's no way that's an accident I, I highly unlikely yeah so we'll see where how Silo ends up I'm gonna give it to the end you know what I mean but beyond the generic nature of the soundtrack the the soundtrack is fucking gotta be. Gen- generated from ai i just i can't believe they paid if they that they actually paid someone to make such generic lo-fi sounding music that you could pull off the internet it literally sounds like they looked up uh 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 spooky mystery drama type music type beat on the uh on youtube (laughs) and then just took that i'm just like guys that's this is that the sound is just bad. And the worst part is, is like, Carolina, like, came into it, and without me even prompting her, came to a lot of those same conclusions. And I'm like, okay, she's absolutely not sensitive to these things whatsoever. She's actually, I would say, desensitized to it for the most part. And she was, and she came up to the, like, this feels like fucking Fox daytime TV, because her mom watches Fox daytime TV when she's over there on the weekends, and she hates it. And so it's like the fact that she picked that up immediately, I'm like, all right, I feel a little bit vindicated in that, you know, I'm not going over the top because I, you know, I'm not unconscious to my own bias. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. You know what I mean? And 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 that's why when people, you know, accuse like everyone of those like, oh, no, you're just being too sensitive to these things. And that's not it's like, you know, I kind of accounted for that. And so I tried to 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 find legitimate ways to dispel my own my own my own quandaries and to be honest i didn't so you're gonna have to come with more than just you're being sensitive and actually engage with the idea because i think that there's there's some some fire under that there smoke you know what i mean um and it would do for the average american who enjoys these kind of things to just at least be reflective of 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 why these things bypass you so easily, you know. And 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 I'm and it's not a point to make to say that everyone's bad and everyone's racist. I mean, you could be, and you probably are. But I mean, that's not that's not my point. My point is is that the unconscious bias exists 
because we don't take the time to reflect. So just reflect on it and just turn that unconscious bias into a real conscious bias. So at least you can learn to, to feel ingratiated by it. Or engage it and say, you know what, that's not the person who I want to be. That's not the kind of, of sentiments that I want to, to, to engage with deeply in my entertainment. And, 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 and move forward amicably. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, just, I just feel like it, a lot of people don't engage in these things because the act of self-reflection is so painful to them. And it shouldn't be. Because it doesn't have to, it's not a value judgment. It's just the act of reflection to make sure that we aren't governed by these unconscious biases type of thing. You know what I mean? But obviously I'm taking this to another, to a level that I think 99% of the people who would, who it's actually pertinent to aren't interested. <laughs> they, they've been, they've been uh, engaged with those ideas and they're, they've already decided, mm, how about we just don't though? You know, I think it would be easier that way. But yeah, that's just my opinion. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm interested to see how it wraps up. Uh, I don't know if it, it might. Jeff really likes it, so it it might it might stick with you. I don't know. There's there is some underlying entertainment to it, as I said. You know, um, if you if, if those those biases, if I haven't marred the experience by by pointing out those biases, but yeah, um, you should check it out if if it sounds um, interesting. Because, uh, yeah. No, so that shit sounds annoying. That shit sounds super annoying. You, you wouldn't know what? I didn't even tell you, I didn't even tell you the most annoying part about it because the main character is the most unironic character you'll ever experience. She will take advantage of people only to immediately turn around and reprimand people who are taking advantage (laughs) of other people. And it's just like, oh, bitch. Uh, Oh, bitch, stop it, please. Please. Like, I don't, I'm not upset for you for doing what you got to do. You're doing whatever within your moral code. I'm not going to govern you by my standards. What pisses me off is you governing other people by the standards that you're being hypocritical to. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, how is that a sympathetic <laughs> character at all? But yeah, sorry. That I feel like you, when you experience, if you were to experience that, you'd be like, I'm kind of good on that. Yeah, that's the type of shit that will I'm make me nope out of a show real quick, bro. Bro. Oh. And the worst part is that they introduce her kind of kind of cool. Like she's like this gruff mechanic. Like the first time they introduce Get you to her, lower your guard. Yo, the generator's going down. It's this big old furnace. She's like, pop that bitch open. She goes in there with this big old monkey wrench and close it behind me. Open it when I bang. And she's like fixing the generator. And I'm like, damn, this bitch hard, bro. I'm rocking with her, dog. Like I like that persona. The whole trope was was that's what I'm saying. Like it's made by the numbers. It's made by the numbers. That character was clearly produced by the numbers. Like, what do people like? Oh, they, they like strong female leads right now? They like women in STEM? Boom. We got the perfect role. We're not going to give her any substance. We're going to make her a terribly insipid character. But we'll play her <laughs> by the numbers. So the people will have to like her. Nah, not me, B. You can't play me by the numbers. I've been fooled too many times to, to, to continue down that road. Like, uh, uh, but anyway, sorry. You know, it's funny. I was like, yo, yeah, yo, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna review it on the episode. Yo, come check it out, Jeff. I'm like, you know, I don't know if I want to tell him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how many positive things I want to wrap up in the final review of this, which is unfortunate because it had potential, tons of potential. Um, but yeah. That's all I've been getting into. Let me stop ranting on that because there's other shit that's been going on in the uh, 
uh, this weekend because boy, oh boy, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but white people are extra losing their mind this weekend, bro. From this bro, is the way, bro. Hey, this this is the way, dude. From white people trying to cancel Jamie Foxx for anti-Semitism, which fuck off with that bullshit, not on my watch, not on this platform, to an entire town of black people having to come to the aid of a black man trying to do his job, about to get jumped, and as far as I could see, in the position he was in, possibly even lynched, just for doing his job. White people are collectively losing their fucking mind, bro. Shit is crazy. So did you hear about the whole thing that's going on with Jamie Foxx? I did. So just to, if anyone's listening isn't up to date, Jamie Foxx posted a very common phrase from the South that references, if they killed Jesus, then... Just know, ain't nobody safe. That was the general gist. It's not the verbatim what he said, but he... And, and the hashtag was uh, fake friends. This is a common trope out of the fucking Bible in reference to Judas Iscariot and his betrayal of Jesus. And not just Judas's betrayal of Jesus, but even the people who love Jesus. Peter and Simon denounced the man before he was, he was crucified. So the whole moral of this story is you could be the savior of humanity and even the people who love you will betray you. So don't take it too personally. It's kind of the, you know, that's the gist of the phrase. If they kill Jesus, then anybody can, can, can get it type of thing. Now, clearly he had been betrayed by somebody close to him. He had just gone through this whole health scare and people close to him were out here trying to make get social media clout off of it. And that's probably what he was referencing. He was ambiguous because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't want to hurt anybody, but he felt away. And he uses social media like a normal human being does. Am I right, wrong, and different? He didn't do anything that is anti-Semitic, untowards for a normal person on the internet. Jennifer Aniston, who knows Jamie Foxx very well, I would say. And when I say very well, professionally. As far as a professional relationship can go, she knows him better than most in his field might. Likes it. Now, all of a sudden, her followers, who are clearly unfucking familiar with the phrase, take that and say, wait, is he talking about Jews? If, 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 they, if the Jews killed Jesus... Then, then anybody can get it. And so now it's an anti-Semitic thing. And because this stupid bitch has reach, it's all over the place. Now she's out here denouncing him and the statement as if that was, as if she, she's ratifying the interpretation of people who don't understand what the fuck they're talking about. Internet. To the point where, I mean, I had gone for a nap yesterday at like, noon and by the time i woke up at like 233 the man had to make an apology had to make statements 
people are calling to cancel him. The right wing outrage engine is on full blast. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? Only to find out that the man is using a fucking phrase that is common in the community. I mean, I'm sure, am I, are you unfamiliar with the phrase? Uh, no, but I, uh, yes, prior to this incident, I never heard it before. You never heard of if they killed Jesus? Nope. You're, are you unfamiliar with the Bible reference? No. It, come on, Curry. Like, I understood what you were saying. I just never heard it, that expression used before. But it's okay. not It's not exactly mysterious, you know? I mean, it's I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've used the phrase before. I've literally <laughs> used the phrase before, but I, I'm I'll remember surprised. it. I'll remember it. If you have, you know, I don't remember yeah, it. I, I, I'm, I'm not making you remember. I, I understand do not that. remember hearing yes. that phrase before. I'm just a little bit surprised, and I'm expressing my surprise. I apologize if I'm su- my surprise surprises you. <laughs> but yes, I get it. Um, it is a very common phrase, though. Exceedingly common. And so I'm... For the idea that that this now is all of a sudden anti-Semitic is wild. And the fact that he knows that he was not referencing Jewish people in particular and then still went through with the fucking apology is just like, you know, I rock with Jamie Foxx. I do. I don't think that he's not a revolutionary. He's not, you know what I mean? He's not like, you know, somebody who is like black struggle power type of stuff. But he is, you know, he is a... A, a decent person living and doing his job, I have no qualms with the man, you know what I mean? But they clearly go after people who have too much to lose to stand up to them. And that's fucked up. Because, honestly, I don't think... Well, I don't know. I don't know what the, the, the demographic j- breakdown of Jamie Foxx's fandom is. But it's a shame that he can't rely on his fandom to, like, know the difference. And know no better than to to follow this kind of outrage especially when it was it was a public like it 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 wasn't like it was like hidden it was on instagram you know what i mean it's not like they caught him in his dms or his voicemails being anti-semitic like no it was a very public statement of a very common thing that people say and even that he couldn't stand on you know the value of, of of what he was saying and trust that people can take him for what it's worth you know, and that and that's a shame because that's not just the internet. You know, that's that's his general fandom has you know uh, uh, has that, and I'm sure that you know his publicist and people like that are like, listen, you know, there's the social media sphere, but we you have active things out there. You know, you have they clone Tyrone. You don't want to hurt any publicity for that. You know that that goes beyond, and so it puts him in a position to where he has too much to lose to be able to just stand on. I didn't say anything bad, and I shouldn't be objectified for that type of thing. And so, yeah, dude, they going, they then lost their mind. But you know, not for nothing. I gotta shout out, you know, Black Twitter for for at least seeing past it for the most part. It's definitely not his black fandom who is who is in any way affected by this. You know what I mean? Like, black people at at large, I would say, for the most part, understood what was being said and that it was not a direct reference to Jewish people. I think most normal people realize that. It's just that this type of shit sells. Yeah, and... and, and, and rage what, bait is all the rage these days. I'm really upset that Jennifer Aniston, who's supposed to be his friend... And, you know, I, I, I can't believe I haven't seen the meme yet of, like... I mean, you know, there's, there's hashtag this fake friends, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know the memes that are, that are like, uh, me. Me, I'm people when they're like, people do X, Y, and Z, and mm-hmm. then the person posts a picture of this. It's like, me, I'm people. It's like, yo, fake friends. 
hashtag and Jennifer, picture of Jennifer Aniston. Me, I'm fake friends. Like, clearly, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was funny. You know what else uh, I saw that I thought was a, a funny um, joke reference tweet to this was, uh, next thing you know, Peter going to come at us for saying hit dog holler. And I'm just like, <laughs> th- th- that was so pertinent because Jennifer Aniston is absolutely hit dog holler because nobody was talking about her. Nobody was... Nobody was, she could, she had no reason to have to, to go deep into this, but she chose to jump off this ledge. It's like, man, you know, you know, you guys really should like, I don't know, maybe there should be a class for, for, for what they reference as AAVE or African-American vernacular. Um, Nah, because those people who make that shit up aren't interested in that anyway. It's not like they were ever interested in what Jamie Fox, Fox had to say. They were just interested in causing fucking bullshit. And, you and you're right, because Jamel Hill entered into the conversation. She's like, you know that people who are interested only in misunderstanding you won't be convinced Facts. by anything that 100%. you said. And I was like, yeah, you're you kind of right. right. Because a lot of people already came out and even just straight up said it like, nah, that's a thing that we use, like y'all are tripping. And move on. But people who want to continue with this shit are going to continue with it. That's yeah. the, the, the internet literally gives them that power to do so. Yeah. Def- and, you know, and, and I wonder if there's ever going to be a social environment on the internet where that's not the case. You, you know have to I learn mean? it from off the internet first. Oh, well, you know, this is something that I've probably, you've heard me preach ad infinitum is that we can't let kids get onto the internet without building the proper social skills in the real world. You know what I mean? Like, you only learn the consequences of what you say in the real world. On the internet, bannings and things like that are thought of as too much of a joke for kids to take those as a consequence. And so when, you, when you're just out there spewing all kind of vitriol with no consequence, as a child, it reaffirms personality traits that I don't think are too healthy and are very toxic to the online social environment. And so, yeah, you got... You a thousand percent have to learn those kind of skills offline because you won't learn them online. You know what I mean? Do you learn them offline through the consequences of your actions that don't exist online? So, yeah, there, there was that whole thing going down. And then did you see what was going down in uh, Montgomery, Alabama on, on the, the docks? I did not. Okay, so there's a... I wasn't sure if it was like a party boat. It was like one of those big steamboats that they have tours and stuff like that on. Um, it was trying to come into a dock in Montgomery, uh, just on an everyday thing. Uh, the security guard on the dock asked people who were currently occupying the, the spot to please move their boat. Now, it was a black security guard, uh, and the people on the boat were, were white. So two of the men proceeded to get off the boat and jump the guy. And then upon seeing that, several other white people from the surrounding just decided, hey, let's get in on this action. For no reason, mind you. No fucking reason. And, and the worst part is, is that it's all caught on camera. So you can see the, the, the security guard did absolutely nothing to incur the reaction that he got. These people jump up and seeing white people fighting black people, a bunch of white people are emboldened to fucking just jump in. This, I, I do, I'm sorry, but I feel very strongly 
that given the state of this country, had there not been the 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 groundswell, every black person in the area recognized what was happening because it's fucking Montgomery, Alabama, and they know the world that they live in, and immediately descended on that point. Niggas swam from across the docks. Niggas was <laughs> swimming in full clothes to climb off out of the water onto that dock and let those fucking racist crackers catch a fade, bro. Bruh. It's because they understand the world they live in. Do you think a bunch of black people saw a fight or someone getting jumped and immediately thought, let me just jump into this? Because I guarantee you that is not the typical thing that they would do. They usually watch. But the black people in Alabama are firmly aware of what a fucking lynching looks like. And they knew the urgency that if they didn't step in, every last one of them, at this fucking moment, a black man was going to die for doing nothing other than his job. And that is the conversation I see missing, is that yes, it was an amazing show of community and solidarity for the, for the, for the city of Montgomery and their black community. It was amazing to watch black people come to each other's aid. Just like it was amazing watching black Twitter come to Jamie Foxx's aid and not let that social media, like, because the thing is, is like, you know, in social media, the big thing is getting ratioed. And so black Twitter made sure that no, 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 no. You're not ratioing nothing that's saying that you're, uh, you're not positively ratioing anything that says that Jamie Foxx is a fucking racist because he's not. And his fans did come to his aid. And Seeing that kind of solidarity online and in the real world, it, it's nice. It feels good. Especially when you have, like, the Republican candidate for president right now, Vivek Dick Washalamawaka, fucking out here talking about Juneteenth is a waste of time. It's like, yo, y'all niggas is, yo, the disrespect it takes. And yes, I meet disrespect with disrespect. Fuck you if you think that People get to come out here, disrespect the culture that has carried this country for its entire fucking existence, and then we meet that with more respect. I'm sorry, but I'm not part of that 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 religion or ideology. When people come out and disrespect, you meet them with equal disrespect. Because otherwise, you're going to show yourself to be someone who's easily taken advantage of. So that's why I have no respect for pronouncing that man's name right. I have no respect for fucking ideas that he puts forth. And I... I I think it speaks huge volumes about the Republican Party if they fucking nominate this shit bag. But yeah, dude. In, in an air in a country that is trying to say that Juneteenth is a useless historical uh, artifact, I love to see the kind of solidarity that black people are showing on the ground. You know what I mean? It, it, for people that, that, that have shown that they don't, they don't deserve the kind of fucking racism that's coming their way. Bro, the, the amount of tropes that were broken by that one fucking video of, of, of these black people showing solidarity was amazing. The trope that, that our ancestors were placid. Bruh, grown-ass 40, 50-year-old black men out there to defend their community. The trope that black people don't swim. Nigga, we swim when we gotta. You know what I mean? The, the, the trope that there's no solidarity in our community... All them tropes is just getting shattered because the media only projects when the anti-solidarity is on display. The media only projects 
when the community is not doing well. The media doesn't put out when we come together like fucking Voltron to combat the fucking oppression that, 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 that sees us on a regular basis. That's not the shit that the media wants to put out there. You know? And so, until so anytime you see that, the media wants to demonize it. They want to find a reason to, to say, ah, oh, look at them looting, look at them rioting, when there's videos of instigators coming in from outside to, 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 to do all this shit. You know what I mean? Like, I love to see the, the actual factuals when it comes to black solidarity, because if you follow the media, it looks like it don't exist. It looks like it don't exist, you know? And that's the issue with solidarity is, like, it's most adequately experienced on the ground, you know? And, it, and, and, and we live in a society that, doesn't, that does not encourage that, that doesn't make it, it doesn't make it safe for you to experience communal solidarity as a black person on the ground. You know, and so and and not for nothing, and and you will rarely find me ever lauding the police. But I will say that the Montgomery PD handled this from what I saw from the pictures and videos and testimonies well. You know, I always make it a point especially to the things that I'm most critical of, of acknowledging when right is done. And I don't know where it goes from, but the responding, the emergency responding officers who showed up, they did their jobs. They didn't, they didn't uh, 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 spare all the white people and arrest all the black people like very typically happens. They didn't, they didn't brutalize the black people for no reason, like very typically happens. Um, they didn't escalate the situation. They genuinely de-escalated the situation. That doesn't frequently happen. You dig? You know what I mean? So, so I, I really don't want to give any accolades to the police, but I have to point out when... A, a department deploys and actually we get the the outcomes that we hired them for. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want people to think that I am blind to that. Like, I'm not trying to run away from that. I would love for there to be more preponderance of evidence that there is, you know, decent police forces out there. And that's not even to say that Montgomery police forces is, is decent. But this is a moment in which public safety prevailed. And that is a good thing. You know what I mean? Like, if you're so revolutionary that you cannot see the benefit of, of public safety when it is actually executed, no matter who's executing it, you might want to check yourself. You know what I mean? So I do think that that is part of the story. You know, that, that, that not only was a man's life saved, not only was a lynching stopped, but the police did their jobs. And that's, that ain't something you can say too often, dog. That ain't something you can say too often. So, you know, shout out to the individuals who executed their duties properly. That is what we need in society, more so than a militarized entourage of thugs distributed throughout our nation. You know what I mean? So, 
I, I, with all of that being said, you know, Black Solidarity was on show full force this weekend, which I thought was super dope, you know? Um, especially the backlash that Vivek got for that dumbass statement of canceling Juneteenth right after people fucking finally started becoming aware of it. It's like, my nigga. And right after he was pandering to Juneteenth like three months ago. Oh, was he? Yep. The lack of irony is almost beautiful. It's almost like, it's almost artistic. Nah, man. <laughs> it's just words, bro. Them you motherfuckers said, nah, don't believe not nothing. nothing. Them motherfuckers don't believe shit they say. They say that shit to get elected. The fuck? Clearly not. They definitely don't believe it's shit. Not like, it's, it's not like he's being a hypocrite. He never believed that shit in the first fucking place. He was just saying some shit his publicist told him to say because it would look good at the time. And he's doing exactly that now. Right now, he's yeah. He's saying some shit his publicist told him to say because it would do good for his constituents. You know, and 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 for the Indian community, it, it, I, I do I do hold them to to a certain standard because they've experienced almost all of the worst parts of American racism without ever having been attached to any of the people who were trying to be objectified or oppressed. They. Because they are darker skinned, they get mis- ignorant white people will, will just call them brown people and, and lump them in with black people out of pure ignorance. And they get the shit for that all the time. And then on top of that, once Middle Eastern people started getting shit in this country uh, uh, post 9-11, Indian people got the shit for that too. And it's like... W- you guys are going to run to the arms of the people who have continuously treated you like shit for no other reason than they have zero connection to who you are and your culture. So they just lump you in with, with other people. And those are the people who you're going to run to, to, to support. And, and I, cause I mean the, I mean the community, Indian community is exceedingly conservative. It is a very small, uh, 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 um, minority of of progressive democratic uh uh indian people in this country a lot of them are republican a lot of them are libertarian and they're very nationalistic and it's so sad that that's the choice they made because yes where they came from they all this is all just transposed from what they were doing in india they were also very nationalistic there they were also very undemocratic there, you know? And so the fact that the overwhelming Indian community in America right now also represents that shouldn't be surprising because these are the people who could afford to leave. You know what I mean? So they're not going to come from the masses. They're going to come from probably the upper middle class, middle class. And so, that you know, of course they represent those ideals. And the sad part is, is that they so easily adopted the American version of those ideals, not realizing, I don't think at least, that, oh, yeah, 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 by the way, you're people. When, they're, when we're like, yo, they're racist and they don't like black and brown people, you're people, dog. You know what I mean? Indian people need to, to, to realize, like, you're part of the racist agenda that they don't like as well. And they don't mind using you because you're manipulable and you're brown-skinned. So they can use the colorism in the minority community to, to, to get solidarity where you deserve none. And that's... Mm, don't be pawns. 
The Indian community is unfortunately mostly used as political pawns to to subvert black communities. Case in point, in California, the Indian community, not even the Native American community, I'm talking about the Indian community from India, had more claims than black people for reparations. I mean, that's just wild. That's just, you know, it's, it's, it's very indicative of the, the social manipulation that goes on on both sides of the parties. Because don't get it twisted, you know, the reparations plan in California was developed by Democrats for mostly Asian people under the guise of black reparations. You see what I'm saying? Like, the Asian community, I think, has a lot more clout than the Indian community. And so to some degree, I feel like they're gaming the system. Like, yes, they have they have bolstered this idea of being the good ones to their own benefit. But I don't think the Indian community really gets the 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 positive uh 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 you know benefits from being one of you know part of those good minority circles because they're still brown and so they will still be subject to racism you know they're not ethnically ambiguous in such a way that would make them acceptable and so it's just it, it, it's a shame i really hate to see that like you know, I hate to see the Kamalas and the Vivex of these this political scene because it's nothing but appropriation. And not even the good kind of appropriation that you get in art. It's the bad kind of appropriation you get in politics and manipulation, you know? And and I just I hope more people are aware of it within the their own communities, you know, so that we won't be so soft to it. You know, and, and maybe this be the you know, revelation of this you know, could cause people to to just think about it. You know what I mean? That's what I'm telling you. That, that's also, that is ultimately the majority of my goal most of the time, is to not tell you how to think, but to give you new and different ideas to enter into that that metrics of thinking so that you can shoot them down. But you, if you don't actively shoot them down, at least within your own mind, you'll never come to grips with the things that you believe. You'll just passively believe them because they were given to you in palatable fashion. And this is not the country to do that in. We're not passing down good values in a palatable fashion. We're passing down the most toxic and terrible values in a palatable fashion. So we just need to just need to think. It's not that hard. It doesn't have to be, you know, hugely damning to oneself. You know, just to think about these things. Because, you know, I never want to take away someone's agency to be a shitbag. I just don't want you to be a shitbag unknowingly. I don't want you to get to whatever pearly gates you believe in and 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 be surprised when, when the arbiter tells you, by the way, no one's going to fuck with you out here either because you were a shitbag when you were in life. You're like, you know, I, you know, I don't want anyone to do that. Know where you're going. Know where you're going. It's it's better off for you in the end, and it's better off for everyone while you're alive, because you know, it, just going along uh, uh, undaunted by the knowledge of the the ramifications of your actions, it, it's not a position to be lauded. It's no, I, I don't. You know what I mean? Ignorance is only bliss to the ignorant. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, let's not succumb to the logical fallacies of our wit- witticisms. You know, it's not the best way to live our lives. Let's live our lives consciously and aware of the decisions that we've made and, and, and contribute to, you know? But anyway, we'll go ahead. We'll wrap up on that. You know, I always like to to reaffirm what the ultimate goal is because I know I speak very assertively about things and I don't ever want people to take what I say as gospel. Just I'm I'm just expressing just like everyone else is expressing. And then the contrapositive is not meant to be a value judgment. It's just meant to expand, you know, the metrics of thinking, you know, because otherwise we just zombies, man, out here walking. You know, society will just guide you along this entertainment path passively, you know? And so don't do that. I don't think that's going to lead you to the fulfilling life that, that, that people are looking for. But alrighty, guys. Thank you for listening to me rant. If you did enjoy the show, please feel free to subscribe to us. You can find us on anchor.fm or on patreon.com. You can also find us on the social medias on Twitter or at Korea underscore T and at home Heron. You could also find us on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and at Heron's Homies. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. Always remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one. Peace out. Take it easy.